Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the C-Squad live racing show. This is a pre-recorded show and I'm really, really excited because we are here to discuss cool stuff around racing. And on this episode, normally we're going live Monday nights at 7.30, but since it's Labor Day weekend and we're all racing, we're doing a pre-recorded uh, show. Um, and it's gonna, you should be viewing this Tuesday night at 7.30 instead, I talked about it on the last episode. And we have with us today, uh, Carson Graham, who uh, I'm gonna have him share it with it, but I think he's like the associate Associate President of Wasoda or Executive Director, but he's he's going to evolve into taking, uh, I believe, Terry Volts's role, who served Wasoda for many many years, and we're going to chat with him about his new role, how it's going, some cool things happening, what's going on with the Wasoda 100. Um, C Squad Live is sponsored by Weir's Machine, which makes cool stuff for race cars and Redheaded Rebel Brew Coffee which makes uh, branded coffee for Rebels, Rule Breakers, Cowboys, and Game Changers, and they offer free gift cards for all coffee orders, uh, free gift messages, uh, so if you wanna get someone uh, a gift, and of course, Weirs makes really cool trick stuff for race cars and is a big supporter of racing, and, um, some note noteworthy quotes uh, that I heard recently. One is, "Winers rarely win, and winners rarely whine." Anonymous. So think about that one. Um, tips for learning: Ask questions. It speeds up the learning curve. Don't be scared to ask questions. You might get some bad answers, but just keep asking questions because you'll get some good ones too. Um, noteworthy stories: The twelfth uh, annual. Tights Memorial Race is this weekend in Grand Forks. And of course, uh, which is uh, John Seitz, uh Memorial Race. It's three days, late models, Midwest mods. I believe they have street socks too. Um, and it's a 92 lap, $920 to start, late model feature for 9200 to win. And there's also great prizes for all the classes racing, fun time. Um, and then of course, the Soda 100, which is September, 12th to 16th at I-94 Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. It's a really cool racetrack if you've never been there. It's their first year, so they're probably going to have a few bugs and little, you know, different people. And so don't expect perfection, but expect a wonderful time. Um, and they'll be live streaming it on Racing Dirt. Uh, my good buddies over there at Racing Dirt, I really like those guys. And it'll also be someone, I don't know who, but it's going to be on MAV TV too. So this winter you'll be able to maybe see yourself on TV. Um, or at least you'll see racing on TV and see someone you know. And maybe someone you know will get lucky and win. And they'll remember it for the rest of their life. Um, next on C-Squad Live, we'll be back Monday night, September 10th, which is the week of the 100. We'll show to 100 at 7.30 live with a, a kick-ass guest. Excuse my cussing, but I do that from time to time. And then we'll also be doing C-Squad Live each day at the Wasoda 100 in the old Scott Benz Racing trailer uh, with a guest every day at 1 o'clock, 15-minute interview live. We'll get some takes on the night before racing. It'll be fun. We don't know what we're doing, but we're learning as we go. And um, uh, there, uh, Rebel Rants, just a quick one, and we'll get Carson on here, is 
the new 10-foot pit rule. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's my new rule that I'm imposing upon the racing community. And that is if you walk by someone or you see someone and they're within 10 feet, you must say hi or how it's going. Good to see you or something like that because everyone likes to feel welcome. And when you make people feel welcome, you will feel welcome. It's not somebody else's job to do it. It's our job to do it. So let's take care of these dirt we play on and make it friendly and fun. And anyway, tonight, oh, on C-Squad Racing Shirts, you could, there's a link where you can get them. And if you take a picture of yourself and post it in the comments of this video, it's a chance to win some Red-Headed Rebel Brew coffee, uh, and let's, which will be selected. Um, and now, Carson Graham, Associate Director. Welcome to the show, Carson. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. What, tell me, uh, so I don't know what to call you, not that titles matter really, um, but what is your role now and what's it evolving to? Uh, so right now, my role is called the Associate Executive Director, um, evolving into the Executive Director position from Terry Volts. Um, somewhere in the next uh, couple months here, sometime shortly after the, the Wissota 100, um, kind of throughout the annual meeting and national banquet and things like that. Um, you know, it's been a crazy summer taking this on, um, going from promoting last year at Granite City Speedway in Sauk Rapids, Minnesota, um, to just a few short months later after that season ended, um, getting a call from Wissota about this position um, and then taking it on in February. Um, it, it's created a very quick learning curve, but a very fun learning curve all, all in the same. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to serving you guys as racers, sponsors, big support, you know, supporters of racing, the fans, the promoters, um, everybody that's involved in Wissota Racing. I'm looking forward to serving for many years to come. Very cool. What, uh, for the people who don't, you know, I always think that's cool when it kind of, you're evolving leadership that it's really good. Great leaders will kind of ask a lot of questions and they'll observe and learn. And, and it kind of sounds like that's kind of the role you're in and you're, uh, uh, offering some feedback and, and you're attending a lot of races and talking to promoters and talking to drivers and getting a little, uh, coaching from old school characters like Terry Volts. Um, I just smile when I say Terry Volts' name because he's, you know, he's, his heart has always been in the right place. Whatever you might think of Terry, uh, he's been a supporter of racing and been trying to help the sport for years. And uh, uh, he is a man I would love to always have a cup of coffee with. So, um, but tell us about kind of your back. You've raced, you've, you've promoted a track, now you're doing this. So you, you, you grew up in South Dakota, right? Yeah, I grew up in South Dakota, not far from Aberdeen, South Dakota, in Brown County Speedway, where my dad was Terry Volts' announcer um, when I was growing up. So I got to sit up there in the crow's nest in the upper uh, left-hand corner of the grandstand, if you're looking at it from the racetrack. Um, sit up there with him, watch racing, and then uh, we started racing go-karts, which evolved into legend cars and a lot of traveling, and then uh, into super stocks and less traveling. Uh, because I was in school and going to school at Man uh, Minnesota State University Mankato, 
go Mavericks. Always have to say that. Um, where I uh, decided to go into sport management and economics, um, and decided to take a year off of racing in 2016, and worked at Elko Speedway, and then I just continued to stay away from the race car, I guess, and took on a job promoting up here at Granite City Speedway, and uh, now this. So we have since sold all of our racing stuff. We've sold the car, um, and we're just out of it for a while. Um, to try not to create a big conflict of interest. So, um, right. so, so, but so, it's been fun, you know, having family that's worked in it for many years, Dave and Sue out in Gallatin Speedway. They're actually my aunt and uncle, um, out of Gallatin Speedway in Belgrade, Montana. So, um, I've been around it for a long time and I just decided to work in it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I was, uh, at KRA Speedway racing. And Scotty Paulson's a flagman there. Scotty Paulson's a friend of mine. I really love Scotty. He's great people. And he invited me to come up there after I got done racing. And uh, I wish I'd taken I'd never, I haven't been up in a flag stand, but I think it'd probably be a cool perspective on racing. But I was so disappointed in my performance, I just packed up and went home. But, um, uh, but anyway, um, very cool that you've kind of been in racing and around racing and you wore many hats. I think that makes for a good leader. Um, what's it like to be the associate president of Wasota or executive director? Uh, it's a lot of phone calls. Mondays are always crazy uh, with phone calls, obviously. Um, as you know, from being in business for a long time, Mondays are always a fun day on the phone and emails and things like that. Um, you know, it's a lot of uh, watching social media, trying to keep up with drivers, even if you're not at that track, trying to keep up with tracks even if you're not, you know, at that track or in that area um, and always having your phone on and always being able to answer questions um, as well as just, just be a friend to people. Uh, sometimes someone just needs someone to talk to and maybe blow off a little steam. And uh, I can always be that person within reason. So um, it's a lot of wearing a lot of hats and trying to uh, balance, um, balance all those roles as much as possible. Yeah, there's usually no no shortage of opinions in racing. So I think you always have to have a degree of uh, listening ear and also balancing um, lots of different perspectives on things, for lack of a better way to say it. So, so your normal week, Mondays, a lot of phone calls, weekends, you're hitting racetracks during the week. You're um, like – Promoters call and say, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? Drivers call. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a number of things. Um, fans will call um, to talk about their experience at a racetrack. Um, promoters will call to talk about good things that happened, bad things that happened, um, or sometimes just to say, hi, how's it going, which is always fun. And drivers will do that too. You know, they'll, they'll talk about the good and the bad. I like to hear about the good, but as you said, we always have to, we have to be able to listen and digest uh, sometimes the bad as well. Um, And the bad things that happen over the weekend at different places or, or in specific races, Um, you know, but we always try to stay positive through it all and, and try to not, um, not let some of the things that are said, get, get a person down. and you just have to, you have to be happy every time and uh, know that 
everyone's calling and everyone has a story to tell and, and it's just about hearing that story and, and trying to help them through uh, that day's problem or that weekend's problem. So, you know, you mentioned that all the raising stuff sold, you got kind of the promoter or the grand promoter hat on now to help tracks and the grow, uh, grow with soda and help it connect with the fans and the drivers um, and the uh, tracks. Got three things going on there. You got fans, drivers, tracks. Um, and so that's a lot of different things um, to, um, to kind of juggle. What, uh, what are you most excited about? Um, I'm, I'm most excited, uh, to want to, to work with the promoters and try to figure out ways to put a lot of people in the grandstands so we can start filling grandstands again. Um, you know, of course we always have to work on ways to put more race cars in the pit area. Um, but I believe that'll, that'll come with time a little bit. Um, we have to kind of rebuild the interest in the grandstand and uh, getting people to understand what is actually happening out there, even if it is just the fan that comes to one, maybe two races a year at their local racetrack. Um, we want to try to build those guys up the escalator and take them from one to two races to three to four to five to six to eventually maybe buying a season ticket if the local racetrack offers that option. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to the things like Map TV, the things – um, you know, working with Scott Hughes at all the dirt, and, you know, help out there. Okay. And uh, work, working with Scott Hughes um, to try to get his word out there with all the dirt racing news um, and, and try to build that brand and, and have him help us more uh, to build into things like MAV TV again next year after this year, you know, it's going to be a great year with MAV TV coming on board. Um, and then going forward into future years and, and seeing what we could do to, to grow out of our little Midwest and, and into the, into the whole United States and maybe a little bit further South and West and East and of course North. So, um, I think we have a lot of options going forward that I'm, I'm looking forward to them all working with drivers, fans, promoters, sponsors. Hey everybody. Um, we had a little bit of a internet glitch there. So, um, one of the things that happens from time to time, but, uh, Carson was talking about, uh, MAV TV. So tell us a little bit about the MAV TV deal you got going on with, with soda. And MAV -TV. Uh, yeah, yeah. So MAV TV came on board to um, do two one-hour TV shows with us out of the Wasota 100, one for the modifieds and one for the late models this year. Hopefully, growing that next year. Um, trying to start somewhere and start with something. So um, it, it's going to be two shows produced from the 100 um, with some pit reporting going on, some things like that. Um, so we might stop in your pit area. We might stop in Dan Wheeler's pit area. We might stop in, uh, someone else's pit area and just talk to them, see how things are going, kind of get their take on the weekend and, and, um, you know, what their strategy is for the big race on Saturday. Awesome. So that's mods and late models, uh, 
is the kind of the starting point. And so if a washed up B-Mod driver like me wants to be shown in the racing accident, I'm gonna have to put a eight inch spoiler on my B-Mod and race with the big boys. Oh, not necessarily. We're going to do a lot of uh, lot of stories with it. We're going to be coming around talking to everyone. So be prepared to talk to us if we show up in your pit area. Don't go running the other way. All right. Yeah. Uh, very cool. I think that's awesome. Um, any uh, plans this winter to have tech meetings that maybe um, drivers can attend that, to just better understand rules? Not Not meetings that give opinions on what I think the rules should be, but more of we're sort of saying, hey, uh, do you have any questions on the current rules and how we tech for them or what we mean by it kind of thing? Right. Uh, so we're looking at ways that we can better, you know, better teach the drivers and the teams uh, about how to make sure their car is legal when it comes to the tracks so that they don't have any issues when they get there, right? Um, you want that first night at the racetrack to go smooth. You want to end up in victory lane. You want to make it through tech nice and smooth, no issues. Um, so we're always looking at ways that we can better that communication. Um, a lot of people have brought up doing meetings like that. Um, you know, and those are some, those are some things that uh, Bill and I have discussed. Um, we've discussed those options and other, others as well, whether it be doing kind of a video deal like this where we have video cameras set up and uh, that way people don't have to travel you know uh, try to save some people some some travel expense and things like that um so we're definitely looking at ways to to better inform the driver um and as efficiently as possible too right yeah i think it would you know i know sometimes there's concerns of that because there's people want to give their opinion on what they think of the current rule or what it should be or what it shouldn't be or blah 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 but I think like on, if I was doing it, I would say, hey, we're having this tech meeting. This isn't about to debate what we think of the current rules. This is more of what, how, to, how we tech for the current rules. And if you have any suggestions, there's an ask it or there's a suggestion bucket at the back of the room. But this is mainly if you have any questions and then even uh, video that with a mod and street stock or whatever, some race cars there. Uh, would be probably cool because I think there's a lot of newer racers or even veteran racers that aren't really sure of like you know how do you do you know your uh, rough slope or what's what's this I mean some of the rules can be kind of technical and you know today's racer isn't a chassis builder engine builder shock expert carb guru body man or woman blah 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 I mean um, and so uh, some of it gets kind of over my head and um and so that'd uh, be pretty cool anyway uh, it's cool that you guys are thinking about it and how to better educate racers so that's awesome um tell us what's in store for the wasota 100 this year at the i-94 new track for the 100 um should be a huge event uh but what yeah there we have a lot of things going on uh you'll see about the same format for the whole week um, so we'll still start the three wide, um, you'll start the three qualifying days, last chance race on Saturday, and then the draw for uh, the random draw for the uh, final three starting positions. Um, go ahead, Scott. Oh, I was going to just say, you know, I've been trying to get into the race of champions race and I 
got seventh place on the bottom at Fergus last week or two for the Race of Champions race. I think that'll get me, can, since I won the bottom of the race, can I get into the, anyway, just kidding. Well, I tell you um, what, I, I would tell, have to run that one on the chain of command there. <laughs> well, the Race of Champions race is, it can be kind of cool because you get people from various areas that all get in the same race, which is, I think is really good for racing um, because we all kind of want to see, I mean, I look forward to, it would be really cool to see, you know, Buzzy Adams and Dan Ebert uh, in the same race, close to each other, ideally not on the pool, make them earn it. Um, Unless it's me, I don't mind being on the pole because I can't seem to win even when I'm on the pole. But uh, anyway, just joking. But uh, Race of Champions is Friday night? Or do, how are they doing that this year? Uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, so on Thursday, we have three classes. I believe that is the uh, Super Stocks, Street Stocks, and Mods, I want to say. Okay. Um, and then the rest are on Friday uh, this- with the other three classes. Very cool. The schedule's on the wasoda.org website? Yep. Yep. Schedule's on the wasoda.org website. You just have to uh, click on Wasoda events um, or hover over it, I should say, and click on Wasoda 100. Um, And that'll take you right to the the schedule of events for every day of racing, including practice day on Tuesday, September 11th. Cool. Um, And so if you're a fan, can you get tickets online there? Do you want to get your tickets online or is it just that door tickets, online tickets? Yep. Online tickets. Uh, You can go to the same place as where the schedule can be found, which is hover over with soda events, click on with soda 100. um, Or you can go to I 94 speedways.com and click uh, with soda 100 tickets on I 94's website as well. How about, Um, how about if a fan wants a pit pass? How would a fan get a pit pass? Is that just at the track or is that, can they get the pit passes online too? No, those have to be purchased at the track in person at this time. Okay. Uh, and that's just, you know, uh, you have to be able to sign that little piece of paper. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So um, you got to yeah. purchase those at the racetrack. Uh, you can purchase them on Tuesday for all the days, Wednesday for all the days, Thursday, Friday, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, you know, so, and obviously for the drivers yeah, this yeah. year, you can camp there. You can camp there. Yep. If you want to get a campsite, you can do that online too, or a call or something. Yep. You can get a campsite online. There's a call, number to call on there. If you have any issues with that. Um, and that's right up at, they'll, they'll take that call up at I-94 Speedway and uh, be able to get you squared away. If you're not sure if your camper will fit in a certain spot or not, um, they'll be able to answer that question for you. Um, but for the drivers, we have something cool going on this year. Uh, oh, yeah. We have free breakfast for you guys every day of the Wasota 100. That's so right. starting on Wednesday, you'll get free breakfast, coffee, and bagels uh, yeah. by Caribou Coffee and Einstein Bagels. So that's something a little bit uh, different that we're trying. Uh, no Jack Links this year. Sorry, guys. Uh, but it'll still be free breakfast for you guys down in the pit area. So awesome. something a little bit different um, to yeah. try this year for, for everybody. And then Brock uh, Grunswald will be – there too. Grunwald will be there washing race cars too. I'm thinking. Uh, I, I do believe so. He was going to talk to uh, Corey, Corey, the promoter. He was going to talk to him about that. That's, that's their program. They're, they're getting that all set up. So. Hey, another question about the race of champions race and getting Scott Benson in it. 
Dan Wheeler won Race of Champions and said he would give me his spot. Can you get into it that way? Boy, I don't know. I don't think you can get in, into okay, it that well, way either, Scott. <laughs> I got one more crack. I'm going to Winnipeg Thursday at a Red River Co-op Speedway. That's my last chance to get into that bad boy. So, um, hey, quick well, I think sponsor. you have a lot of people pulling for you. Yeah, a uh, quick uh, sponsor announcement on Weir's Machine. They make cool stuff for race cars from J-Bars to um, uh, sliders and everything in between, uh, rear deck height adjusters. So that way uh, you can make sure uh, easily adjust the deck of your race car and, and many other things, Chad Weir, all that. Check them out, weirsmachine.com. Um, onward through with this in, in interview, what's the biggest obstacle you've overcome this year, Carson? Uh, either, uh, were uh, just in general, if you have one um, that you've overcome this year in racing, out of racing, Um, I would have to say dealing with, uh, you know, kind of, kind of with some of the social media challenges that we face, um, making sure that things don't get out of hand on social media and, and make sure we try to stay positive, um, whenever we're talking about racing. Um, you can ask a lot of asphalt guys around Minnesota, what happened when things started getting negative. They went from having what four racetracks to having one in the state of Minnesota. Um, so you can, it's all about staying, staying positive and what can we do to, to reinforce positivity in a sport? Um, that's been definitely the biggest question and the biggest thing that I've had on my mind since day one. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes being a traveling racer, I think sometimes, um, sometimes racers and maybe even the fans a little bit will think that will get mad at the calls and that kind of thing. And I always think in terms of like the NFL has um, instant replay and they struggle, so, you know, and their refs are going to school and they're training on and they're watching tape and they get it wrong. And so when you have a bunch of volunteers that are all working for three hamburgers um, uh, that you're probably not going to get it right all the time. I even had a, um, and uh, I think sometimes that, um, you know, probably on the, my advice to people, and of course, I went overboard my own self of being a racer at times and done things I regretted or whatever. And I think, uh, although in maturity, I've gotten a little bit better on the talking to another driver. My rule is I need to spend like 10, 15 minutes in my own pit area to kind of like just digest and realize that sometimes in a, you only got to be off like a half an inch to get into a jackpot racing. And so usually it's not intentional. Yeah, sometimes there's a little overdriving. And um, and then even on the calls, you know, I was racing casino last night and I, and I got a call that I thought was inappropriate. And I talked to the uh, official afterwards. And then, um, you know, he said, well, we tried to do the best we can. And, you know, to, last night it felt like I was, I'd passed five cars and they put me back to where I started. And, um, which maybe it's just how the cautions fell and all that, whatever. But I mean, but I think something like that, I just talked to him one-on-one -on -one and, uh, by the end of it, we were buddies, um, it's racing, you win some, you lose some rather than just, you know, blasting them on social media where it's really kind of hard to, uh, but I'm guessing when you do get that, um, sometimes it can get out of hand and, um, uh, doesn't really help our sport. 
I do think sometimes like the controversy of like can Scott Benz actually beat a win a race against Skeeter Red Moonshine or Red Sunshine Esty. Could I actually beat him in a race? I don't know because I only got to race him twice this year and I beat him once and he like destroyed me once. So, but I'd like to race him again side by side. That kind of stuff, that kind of drama is fun and good for racing because fans are like, like who's faster, Lance Schill or Skeety Esther? Let's put them side by side and find out. Uh, I kind of think. Chill on a chill. Fifty-four percent of the time could probably beat Skeeter. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's probably got to be tough with social media. Sometimes when things get out of hand, what's best practice there? Which what's, what's your tips for promoters, fans, drivers on hey, if they're unhappy about something, what's the best way to handle it? Uh, I would say take a day, take a day to cool off. Like you say, if it's at the racetrack, take 10, 15 minutes at your own trailer, cool off a little bit um, and really think about the situation at hand. If it was a racing call and you're a driver, I always try to think about, while I maybe had one or two go my way that probably shouldn't have, you know, when I was racing too. So did I get away with a few? Yeah, I probably have. Um, um, you know, I, not everyone's perfect. Uh, everyone's going to make a mistake at some point in time. So we just have to make sure that uh, when you're on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, whatever, that um, we try to keep things relatively calm and keep the, uh, keep the sport alive and positive. What? Um, yeah, no doubt. Um, what, what are some things you've seen like different track? You don't have to name a track or whatever, but anything you've seen a track do or a promoter do you, that you thought, Hey, more tracks should do this. Uh, so one thing that I've always been asked is uh, if I'm running or if, if I'm coming to your racetrack, what should I eat at the concession stand? Um, I've always been asked that question and I've always thought about it. I'm like, I don't know, you know, hamburger, cheeseburger, walking taco. I don't know. I said, what's your signature food item? What is unique to your concession stand that no one else has? So I think that's something that a lot of promoters can take advantage of is coming up with something unique um, that that is just off the wall crazy and everyone wants to buy it. Yeah, I think uh, there might be something to that. Uh, when I go to Humboldt Speedway in March, they have a Frito pie, which if you don't know what it is, you're just going to have to go there and find out. But I eat a lot of them, and I and I when I eat one right before I race, I'm untouchable. If I forget to, <laughs> I throw at the anchor. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, what? Hey, speaking of food, what's your favorite racetrack food? Oh man, my favorite racetrack food is the Tunner at Wishick Tri County Speedway. The Tunner. Uh, what is the Tunner for the people? Tunner? No. You've been to Wishick. How have you not had the Tunner? Well, I'm 130 pounds, so I'm not eating that big. So it's, uh, I don't even know how big the patties are, but it's two patties of beef, a bunch of bacon, a bunch of fried onions, a bunch of cheese, and a bunch of grease all sandwiched between two buns. Oh, wow. Um, and now they actually have the ton and a half, I guess. I just got told that the other day. So ton and a half. That's even more beef. 
Yeah, more beef, more onions, more cheese, more bacon, more grease. So um, that's probably one of the most unique dishes I've seen. Is that one of the things where if you eat it, the ton and a half, they're going to take a picture of you and put it on the wall? Is it that kind of a deal? They should. Yeah, they, they maybe should. but Do it. And still yeah, stand up. Yeah. yeah, they maybe should. It's definitely something that you want to eat if you need more left side weight. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, is there any new driver or track out there that you'd like to give a shout out to? Just because, I mean, I realize there's a lot of new drivers and tracks, but just uh, thought I'd ask the question. Yeah, um, definitely a shout out. We have a lot of tracks that are returning, but with new promoters out of this year. Um, so that's always cool to see getting to talk with the new promoters, hear their ideas. Um, and kind of what they've experienced in their life and hearing their life story and meeting with them, taking them out to supper and things like that. Um, it's definitely been, it's been a highlight of seeing some new promoters come in. And then obviously the veterans, it's been a great mix of trying to learn from both of them. Yeah, no doubt. Um, any tips for learning, like uh, two how to get better as a driver? And if you're a promoter, how do you get better? How do you learn to be a better promoter? Better driver, better promoter. So I guess, <laughs> I guess on the driver's side, um, from my experience, I would say uh, don't always worry about making more adjustments and more adjustments and more adjustments. Uh, try to learn what the car is doing before you start wrenching on it, you know, taking turns out of the left rear, putting turns in the right front, t changing this shock to this shock, so on and so forth. Try to learn what the car is doing before you start throwing all those crazy adjustments at it. Um, and also just know that you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be everyone's friend your, your rookie season. You know, you might spin out in front of someone uh, and, and cost them a win. But, hey, it's, it's part of learning. Um, and they might be mad at you right away, but eventually they'll come around. And, and uh, just know that every day you need to learn something new on the racetrack. So, yeah. Um, One, uh, the best advice I was ever given, I was, it was – I think my second year in Midwest Mods, and I was whining to Brian Strand. I had a Millennium chassis from uh, Brian Strand, and I was saying, like, this car is hard to drive, and, um, you know, we should we need to change something. We need to – and he goes, you know, Scotty, he says, I watched you raise, and you were the fastest guy on dirt for two laps. You just need to do, know how to put – together 20 of those <laughs> the car went around pretty good for two laps yep. we do 20 and it's like ah yeah i guess uh anyway so good advice keep yeah. uh um how about for a promoter um you know i would say make sure that the track uh conditions are consistent um but not are consistent but make sure that Drivers can't easily guess them. It, it's always good to keep the driver guessing a little bit so that it evens out the playing field. But then also for a better racing then? Yep. Yeah, I mean, you want to have a consistent like guys, so you don't have one heavy racetrack one week and a super dry select racetrack next week. Now, obviously, that can't be helped some nights. Uh, if you have rain a half hour before the show or an hour before the show, the track is going to be a little bit heavier than, than it normally would be. So sometimes it can't be helped and, and uh, 
it's always about staying calm. You're always going to have a driver mad. Um, but I guess as far as advice, I, I think, uh, I think I'm still learning a lot too. So I always have something new to learn. And I always call on the guys like Randy Queensland, um, Dave Wise, you know, um, the guys up in, uh, uh up at, uh, Gondic Speedway, you know, I, I call on a lot of guys to, to always learn something new. Um, and then of course, Terry Bolts, he's been around a dirt racetrack his whole life, I think. So, um, I always have to learn something new. I always say, like I told you before, if I don't learn something new, uh, in a day, then, uh, it was, a uh, not a successful day. So I always got to learn something new about either the racetrack the racing business, sports business in general, or just business in general. So, yeah, one of the things when I was uh, getting my start, I worked for a company called Agricover, and eventually I became the national sales manager. But I would go out all over the U.S. and Canada, and I would see how people did things around the product. But then, and collectively, you would see a neat thing here and a neat thing there, a way someone did it over here, and. I could take it back to the headquarters and kind of kick out best practices and share them with everyone because I could get the perspective of how they did it on the East Coast and the South and West Coast, this big shop, little shop, whatever. And I think um, I'm happy to see you hitting a lot of different racetracks because I think sometimes you can, uh, when you get to see different things that different tracks do that are cool. I mean, obviously some things are unique to a track, but there's also like some general best practices um you know i think in general racing needs to modernize a little bit um dirt track racing on you know getting your tickets online and you know some of those kind of things and even uh but that being said um i think uh the whole key to anything is keep learning and um and that's cool to see um what advice would you uh where where the goal of the interview was around 30 minutes or so, and I've kind of lost track of time because it's kind of like you and I are just having a one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversation. So uh, two, qu uh, two quick more questions, and we'll wrap it up, uh, uh, was um, what advice would you give to a racer uh, that was struggling a little bit with, you know, maybe a little frustrated and and uh, Right. I would say, uh, I would say stay calm, um, stay calm and talk to other drivers throughout the pit area. Um, if, if you're struggling with an ill handling car, um, that's definitely something to talk to your chassis builder about, or maybe the guy that you bought the car from, maybe he has some sheets that you can use and whatnot. Um, and I would also say to uh, always remember that you're going to learn something new when you go to that racetrack. You're going to learn that there might be a little patch of rocks down at the bottom of turn three. So, uh, you know, if that stays there, if it's still there next week, I got to remember to go in above that or else it's going to get loose on me. Um, you know, I, you're going to blow the cushion off if, if you're racing at a track like Brown County Speedway where it builds up a nice cushion on the high side you're going to go in above that cushion a couple of times and it's going to get frustrating. It's going to get really frustrating, but, um, just keep trying something new, but also stay within your limits. Um, if you know that, you know, maybe right now I'm racing four wide with some people and 
I'm getting lapped and I don't really have the experience to be here right now. It, it, it's not that bad just to maybe back off a little bit and let them guys go. Um, hate to say back off in a sport, but um, sometimes that's how you learn is, is watching those older guys and the guys that have been around it made a ton of laps. Um, so I, I think that there's a lot of ways that you can bring that frustration level down and that just talking through things and calling up our tech people. Our tech people are very great and knowledgeable about race cars. And a lot of them have been around a long time and they might be able to give you a little tip or something that they saw in your car when they were looking at it. Um, so it doesn't hurt to call people. Uh, our phones are always on right now. In fact, I just see mine ringing over there and I'm, I'll let it go. I'll call them back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of interesting on all of the, the different things that go into how to improve. You know, I watched a lot of video guys like Shane Shabrasky and uh, Dave Kane. And, you know, the one thing uh, about those guys, they always finish races. They always finish. They always finish. A lot of times you'll see um, a guy will blow it in there, a little maybe wild, and they'll kind of back off and then just get them the next corner or the next lap. And um, where there's kind of an art to it and that, uh, you know, sometimes it's not, um, sometimes you do have to slow down to go fast. And sometimes it's just keeping the car straight. And sometimes the new guys I work with, I always suggest, you know, work on making consistent laps, race your own race. If someone passes you, don't, you know, race your own car. Because if you, if you, you pass, if they pass you and then you kick it down, trying to keep up with them, you might get even slower. That's been my experience. And so, I mean, those are all things that you, uh, you know, let the guy uh, drive it in too hard and then you slow up early and then you pass them because they're still collecting it. You know, all of but those are all things that I think you need real time and, and, uh, but also uh, watching some of the guys that are really good uh, too, and even asking them questions. You know, I, one of the, uh, I'd ask Cody Skidlin one time, I was like, man, how do you drive that wall like that? That's just amazing. He goes, well, Scott, I'd rather hit the wall from this far away than this far away. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Anyway, um, anything um, that you'd like to share that I didn't ask, that I should ask to the Wasota racing community, drivers, fans, uh, before we wrap it up here? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, here at Wasota Auto Racing, we want to hear everyone. We want to listen. Uh, but like I said, always try to keep it positive. We're going to hear the negatives um, and we're going to see things. We read everything that we see. Nothing gets past me. I try not to let anything get past me. I try to read absolutely everything I can. I'll randomly just pull up a, a driver's profile on Facebook if I can find them see how their weekend went. So don't be surprised if you get a call from me randomly on a Monday saying, Hey, how'd your weekend go? Um, you know, it's all stuff that I like to do. Um, and I want to keep an open line of communication, um, and try to be here for everyone as much as possible. Hey, uh, quick question going back to the race of champions race. Do you think Wachota should have like a fan favorite that they, that they let into that race that, didn't win a race of champions race. It still won like 11, 12, 13 times in the season. Well, that, that would actually be something kind of fun. We could do it sort of like the all-star race in NASCAR. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah. We could put that all out there on Facebook and 
Oh yeah. yeah. Do more Facebook Live things that way then too. People trying to build up their own fan boat, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably lose that too. But um, anyway, I just thought I'd, I appreciate you coming on the show, sharing a little bit about it. I'm excited for the Wasota 100. Uh, thank you. Um, and if you, uh, for those listening, if you'd uh, like to see anything added to the show, let me know. This is kind of a uh, like a lot of things I do in life. I just try them and learn as I go. We're getting a little bit better on this. We've been drivers up to this point. Now we're um, doing kind of from the promoter end. Um, a quick sponsor announcement. I want to thank RH, uh, all our sponsors, Redhead Rebel Brew Coffee and Weir's Machine. Uh, next C-Squad Live will be back Monday night, September 10th, 7.30 p.m. with a really, really, you're not going to want to miss guest. And it's right before the Wasota 100 because this, person will be boogieing to I-94 on Tuesday uh, for practice, um, and I'll be, we'll be down there, and we'll be doing C-Squad Live each day at 1 uh, p.m. at the Wasota 100 after we've had our Einstein bagel and caribou coffee. coffee. Um, and we'll also be loading this up as a podcast. Links will be down below if you want to, if you're a listener and you don't want to watch. Uh, C-Squad racing shirts, links to that too. If you take us out, picture of yourself sporting the C-Squad racing shirt or Redheaded Rebel racing shirt for this episode, um, someone will win a bag of Redheaded Rebel brew coffee, which is fuel for the entrepreneurs, uh, game changers, rule bakers, and rebels. Um, and that's it. So thanks for joining us. Thank you, Carson. And uh, Smile. <laughs>